Your voice. Your city. Your issues. Your evenings on 702. Let's walk the talk. Indeed, let's walk the talk. Uh, Mr. Joseph Salolo is my guest. He's company secretary at the National Consumer Commission. He joins me now. Mr. Salolo, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. Evening uh, to you and to the listeners, and thanks for giving us this opportunity. So we've been hearing the cautionary sort of notes coming through uh, via radio, via different um, uh, platforms about certain... Uh, peanut butter products that may be suspect as far as health is concerned. Tell us a little bit more and what is the expectation from the National Consumer Commission of the citizens of this country? Yes. um, It is specific products. Um, They have been definitely identified and there is they just not suspect um, there is indeed a toxin that is present in those products which poses um, um, health risks to anyone who consumes uh, these peanut butter products. So the expectation from the consumers in a nutshell is that should you have any of these products in your shelf, in your house, you should stop using or consuming these uh, peanut butter products and return them to the nearest point of sale and receive your refund. What is that particular uh, brand of uh, of peanut butter? All right, so these, are, the first one will be the Discam Lifestyle. It's a brand of peanut butter called Discam Lifestyle. It's available in 400 and 800 grams for both smooth and the crunchy variants. Then we have something called Wazugul's Superfoods, and it's all the sizes that they have, uh, starting from the 32 gram to the 20 kg. Then it's the Pick and Pay No Name uh, peanut butter, the 1 kg, and then it's the Eden All Natural, All Natural, all Eden products, um, peanut butter products are affected. And do we know, I've just heard Discam and I've heard Pick and Pay, do we know whether these products are available in in other uh, retail outlets? Yes, it it, it is possible. Um, You do know that uh, uh, some retailers will have their own house names, but you notice that some of these will be sold by various um, health shops, so you would be able to find them um, at other retailers. You might find them at clicks as well. well. So if I understand you correctly, Mr. Sololo, it's products that may have different brand names but come from the same source? Yes, the the source being a specific manufacturer who manufactures um, uh, uh, different uh, branded uh, peanut butter for different um, uh, retailers. Who's the source? <laughs> yeah, I, I will advise you of the name as as we proceed. <laughs> okay. Um, how did we find out? How did we find out? And what exactly did we find out about these uh, these brands of of peanut butter? 
So there are various uh, food standards, food handling, food production standards. Um, but what is common across all these standards is that when you manufacture uh, food products, you have to perform certain uh, tests. So various um, food items will have uh, various uh, toxins that are likely to to be there. So you need to, on an ongoing basis, test for those, test for your you must first test even the ingredients and the finished product. So the entity that first came to us was Pick and Pay, who then said um, they have now discovered that there are elevated levels, levels beyond the legal limit um, of this toxin at aflatoxin. And then the recall started, then we had to check who is the manufacturer and then cast the net wider to see if they manufacture for any other person. And that's when you get to see who else they manufacture for. And those entities also came on board and indeed the toxin was found. So if I understand you correctly, it was an in-house process of vetting certain products in a particular retail store, in this case, uh, pick and pay, that discovered that there may be um, uh, uh, levels of this aflatoxin in these uh, peanut butter products uh, that is more than um, permissible. Correct, correct. So, yes, indeed, it was their in-house process, which is also required by law and by various other standards as well as good practices. So you will notice that there has been a shift in the Republic with the advent of the Consumer Protection Act, where now the retail retailers and any other suppliers of goods and services, they now know that the law requires them to supply goods that are safe and are of good quality. And it is against the law not to so do. And over the years with them, um, with 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 the uh, uh, advocacy and so on, the, the the suppliers or retailers then got the message. They no longer hide these things. They now try to comply because look, there are legal consequences. Leave alone the simple, uh, not maybe simple, but leave alone the issue of um, losing your customers and and probably facing other. Uh, uh, legal challenges like being sued, but there's also regulatory uh, legal consequences that follow should you supply goods that are unsafe. What are the enforcement agencies that give these laws that you speak of um, effect in the Republic. So what are the agencies that should be doing this that are outside of the ambit of the companies? Like, for example, you've just shown us, showed us that uh, Pick and Pay picked this up themselves uh, through their own in-house processes. But what are the uh, s- statutory, if indeed that is the case, um, bodies that should be making sure that certain foods are not on the shelves if they haven't been vetted in a particular way? Yes. So so it's 
it, it generally lies with the Department of Health who administer um, what we call the Foods and Disinfectants Act, but it's not the only, that's not the only act, but that act as well as its regulations. Then you have the National um, Regulator for Compulsory Standards who is also enforcing certain food standards. And... Um, you also have the Agricultural Standards Act that lies with um, that specific uh, department. And your municipalities, they will then have what we normally call environmental practitioners. Um, you would remember when in the olden days, some people used to call them the fly inspectors. Um, but they, they are the they are the environmental inspectors. And you also have the consumer National Consumer Commission, who are also in enforcing the, the standards. So there's different standards that come together that um, seek to ensure that all the food we eat uh, is safe. Had the the um, pick and pay internal process not picked up on this toxin in this particular product, would all of those bodies be, have been able to catch? Um, the the toxicity of this product. Yeah, remember you 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 have um, a number of products that are manufactured in the republic. So you can just imagine your grocery basket, right? So then there are uh, random tests that are done from time to time, but. Look, if you're going to produce a product from ingredients that are contaminated, it might happen that today I'm there and I inspect and there's nothing wrong, right? There's nothing wrong at this stage, but a new batch arrives that has something wrong. And then that's the batch that might um, uh, 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 be harmful. So unless you then have a person stationed there and in fact a lab uh, stationed there that when the ingredients come in, uh, they are tested and then as soon as they are produced before they are sent to retail to the retailers, they are then also taken to the lab, um, you will be able to catch it. So now and then something sure. will, will pass through, which is why if you look even at the international standards, they place um, a certain level of responsibility on the manufacturer and the client of the manufacturer. I, I understand the various probabilities possibilities that can happen under any circumstances and uh, and i think you've you've explained that sufficiently i suppose my question is more about this particular finding this particular finding had pick and pay not found it and reported it to the authorities to say hey guys there's a product here that is uh toxic does that mean that we would have seen a greater amount of the sale of this particular product in this particular eventuality? Yes. Yes, it, that, 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 that it is, is a real possibility. But first, let, let's just also add that the product was actually sold, which is why we are recalling. We are not saying sure. stop sale. Sure. You, you see, it, it has already gone 
to the public, it is in the hands of the public. So, yes. Um, I, I, I suppose the reason why I'm asking that question is because I'm, I'm concerned, and I'm sure you're aware of this reality of the fact that we've been having uh, reports of children dying, particularly in our townships, uh, because of allegedly products that have not been vetted, haven't been checked, that are being manufactured even perhaps illegally that may be toxic. toxic. And uh, I'm hearing that how we got to find out about this particular situation with this peanut butter product was because of an um, in-house reality in a retailer. What then of those retailers like the Spaza shops in the townships who don't have that kind of capacity? and the, 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 the evidence we now have of the many deaths that have taken place because of unvetted products. What do we do about that, that sort of thing, Mr. Salodo? Okay. Uh, it is unfortunate that you use the word evidence, right? But I understand your, your point. So the, there is also issues of, of capacity and there is also issues of knowing who manufactures where and you will as i indicated municipalities are the actual front runners with with their um, environmental um, uh, health, health practitioners so in their respective domains um, they have the, the first authority to go actually and inspect anyone who produces food if they are meeting the standards that are required. Um, it must be admitted that um, we have had those, those stories and um, all those incidents, my apologies, not stories, but the incidents yeah. um, that you're mentioning. And um, as you are aware it, the link is not a scientific link but it's a link that says the last food the person consumed is this food yes. right now you you know the toxicity you will require all the the tests to to link the particular uh, uh, fatality or illness to a particular product that was eat, bought and consumed by the people so then you'll also need a sample from where it was purchased um i believe that um the municipalities are probably doing their best to get to the bottom of the manufacturing in their respective areas but um i do know that the other entities are trying to uh, keep doing the inspections as they are Should the Consumer Commission not be playing a greater role in pushing for making sure that we have a more stable, more permanent way of finding out what is being sold from our shelves in the townships? Yeah, the challenge is that the Commission does not have powers over other entities. They are of equal standing. You are unable to tell your neighbor how to run their affairs. Should it be a matter of telling each other? Shouldn't it be a, a matter of cooperating because of the greater good of, of South Africans? Uh, I mean, sh- does it have to be a matter of 
uh, of command. What do they call this thing? Um, yeah. uh, co- commanding each other. Surely it's something that should be a priority because all of you are interested in the welfare of South Africans and you have various powers that can, in the right sort of mix, uh, produce the right uh, types of environments for South Africans? Yes, collaboration is what we should always strive for. It's just that initially the word you used was ensure. Now when you ensure, you take something into your own hands and make it happen. So uh, hence I was saying we do not have the power to ensure that certain things happen at a certain level. But collaboration is what all entities, uh, because um, we are all trying to serve greater consumer. So yes, indeed, collaboration is what should um, always happen. However, I need to state that the mandate of the NCC is very wide. It is not only um, limited to monitoring uh, the safety of of, of uh, consumables, or, or put it perfectly, of, of food. Uh, food products it is quite vast and so it is a bit of a challenge to be in every space at all times yeah i i i I hear you when you explain the issue of the wording that i use ensure evidence and so forth I, i i hear you i suppose from the specificity of what those words may mean but surely Mm. if there is cooperation collaboration the chances of ensuring that the evidence of toxic products are not present in our shelves spaza shop or or big retail stores becomes greater You, 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 you are correct. Hence, I did say that collaboration is what um, uh, we should be striving for. But you will notice that each entity will have its own um, um, financial issues, uh, budgetary constraints and so on, and uh, resources constraints. For example, when you look at the, the Consumer Protection Act, it does not give the MCC inspectors to seize um, items and, 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 and tests. So it has to be an out-and-out investigation on our part. But when you look at other laws, they do allow the inspectors to be able on the spot because they are given specific powers. They can then remove a particular product, take it for testing, have it tested, and then once the results are, are, are released, and then we are then able to take appropriate action. So when that collaboration is in place, indeed, um, uh, that will ensure greater safety. But then again, as I was, uh, I was stating, um, you will look at the vastness of the country and you will need much more resources to be able to then most probably test each and every uh, 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 manufacturing facility uh, to check the products that they are manufacturing. There is definitely a capacity issue in the Republic and um, that is a challenge that um, those with the powers to resolve it should look into. Who's the manufacturer? 
I, I will definitely do tell you. Tell me, Mr. Salon. Tell me, who is the manufacturer of the peanut butter that is to be found in various brand tubs um, that has been discovered to be toxic? Yeah. The manufacturer is House of Natural Butters. Why, why was it difficult for you to tell us? Yeah, names do escape you now and then. You have to try and remember <laughs> and consult your papers. Um, what is the name again? Uh, House of Natural Butters. House of Natural Butters, uh, peanut butter products alone or other products as well? Yeah, they specifically manufacturing peanut butters. And uh, what is your call to the uh, public then, Mr. Sololo? Our call is to just check if you have any of the affected products, and if you do, um, return them to your nearest uh, uh, point of sale, and if you have consumed any of these products and you feel not so well, we advise you to take steps to have medical um, attention, and... Also to contact us to notify us of whatever you may have experienced so that we can take the case further. Very recently we heard of a supplier, I suppose, of petroleum products that is mixing various octanes together, selling them off as one octane, mixing all sorts of things that they shouldn't be doing. And again, we heard that it was quite difficult for the authorities to tell the public what that particular company's name is that is doing that. What is the issue around naming companies that produce things that may be detrimental for the public? In our instance, right, so when we investigating a matter, um, so, so let me put it to you this way. So the Consumer Commission is something of a hybrid, more like your, a combination of your SAPS and your NPA. Now, when investigations are happening at a certain level, there are stages where certain information cannot be released. And then it, it varies from case to case. And there are other instances where the, it is in the interest of the public to issue that information. Now, to be specific on the pro- petroleum products, I do not know the provisions of the DP or DMRE laws, the Department of Minerals and Energy, and the laws that govern how they do their work. So I do not know if it's something that is embedded in their laws, but from just um, explaining it on a simple legal basis is that um, it, it, it will depend on, on this in our case. It will dis- depend on the sensitivity of the case or the sensitivity of the investigation. Um, so it is not always that we do not want to name um, um, the persons that we are looking into if we are investigating. So no, it, it is not that case. Mr. Joseph Salolo, thank you so much for joining us. Company Secretary at National Consumer Commission.